to episode 152 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike, and I'm here with my man Grizz, and we're getting ready to go to the dirty south, right? Or the evil south? What, what would that be? <laughs> I like the dirty south because it makes me think of little John. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, we watch... The trap beats behind us right now. <laughs> I, I did make that trap intro once that's, using... That, uh, that's what you got to use for this yeah, episode. Yeah. So... Uh, this week, we watched 2000 Maniacs, the Herschel Gordon Lewis classic, and we watched the remake slash uh, spiritual successor, 2001 Maniacs. Uh, what, an, what an interesting week we had watching these movies, right? Going back in time, going way back. Probably the earliest movie we've done so far, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, 1964. I can't think of one that... Uh that's before this and honestly i mean this puts like this is like such a big deal for fucking cinema dude like what was it's like the second time anything of this nature had ever been shown on the big screen before that's fucking wild man well you had blood feast in 1963 which herschel gordon lewis did and that was like legitimately groundbreaking people were like throwing up seeing that movie at the time your man alfred hitchcock was fucking putting out little My man, weak ass fucking blood in his in the bathtub <laughs> going down the oh, drain the and everybody's the, the yeah, everybody's having a nervous breakdown over that and then you go see fucking blood feast and you're seeing somebody getting their leg cut off and all sorts of shit Fuhad Ramsey's right oh, dude. That's, <laughs> the, that's the best name ever I love that guy what that's, did we just see him in that was like uh, he's 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 like oh he's in blood diner isn't he He's like the he's that, the fucking uh, the uncle. What's his name in Blood Diner? Oh, uh, uncle. I can't remember the name, but he's oh the uncle. Oh my god, for sure. I could so. I could think of the scene where they're like saying his name. Yes, and it's like tip of my oh tongue. my god, yeah. <laughs> uncle Anwar, Uncle yeah, Anwar. Yes, dude, perfect. I'm so glad you thought of it. So like, <laughs> so yeah, Blood Feast hits in '63, and it's fucking shocking people legitimately are getting sick in the theaters watching it like you were talking about so he's like this is something like there is absolutely something to what i'm doing here because i i think like you know obviously there's like the positive reaction to a movie being people like love it and shit like that and that's great but this is like the opposite spectrum of like filmmaking where people have this like repulsion but they're like they're into it though because it's like they've never seen anything before like it. So why not go back to the well and up the fucking ante with two thousand maniacs? So I'm gonna have to actually before I get into that, I'm gonna have to correct us. He was not in Blood Diner. He was not Uncle Anwar. He was in Vampire Cop, Lieutenant Ryan. That dude. Okay, Vampire Cop, Lieutenant Ryan. I remember like we just like kept seeing. So, okay, then, like, we had a thing with Uncle Anwar before, too, where, like, he was in something that we saw. I don't know. There, there's something is jumping out at me about fucking Uncle Anwar that, like, there's another connection to a movie that we really fucking love. That we were like, why is he? What the fuck is the deal with this guy? So, but you were right. We are 100%. It was Vampire Cop that, uh, that Ramsey was in. Uh, Uncle Anwar was also in Evil Spawn. He Dude. plays Ross Anderson. That's I love the connections. Oh, and he's the first victim in Cannibal Hookers. 
See, I love this. Like the best part about specifically like '80s low budget shit is that like there's all these connections and like, dude, this goes back to the fucking '60s. This dude was making movies and stuff. So like, it's just like there's this like spider web of who's who. That's not like A-list bullshit, but like the real gritty workers of horror that you can connect. And that's like the coolest part of doing this for me, man. It's it's finding out all these things. I'm going to go one step deeper into the Twilight Zone here. And this one's for Mr. fucking Ernie Keegs at the uh, Laser Graves podcast. Uh, Drew Goderis, who played Uncle Anwar, who was also in Evil Spawn and Cannibal Hookers, directed the 1994 classic L.A. AIDS Jabber. Oh, dude, yes. That is is 100% for EK, because I know that he is about that fucking movie. I've never seen anybody find that movie in the wild except for him. He was the only one ever, I think. (laughs) That's so special. Like, that movie, just to to be like, yeah, I actually found that, that's fucking mind-blowing. Go look that one up, guys and girls and whatever. Like, go go look that up because it's incredibly strange. It's not good. It's not, like, over the top. Just that the subject matter, the time it was made, it's, it's shot on video, I believe. Just wild. I actually, I have a bootleg copy of it in, in my uh, archive over here. You know, but that little shit must have, else. like, a horseshoe and just, like, karma pouring out of his ass. Because he does find, like the craziest shit at, at thrift stores he gets like the banging his deals online and i'm just like who the fuck like ek like what the fuck are you doing dude so like he, he does find a way to get some pretty wild shit hey man be a be a good dude and good things come to you yeah, see apparently I, that's where we're terrible up. people that's and we only get terrible <laughs> things <laughs> so we find happens. space jab that's all yeah. we find <laughs> double back titanic <laughs> But uh, another movie that Herschel Gordon-Lewis did in the 60s that you would love because you are a Rob Zombie super fan, (laughs) Scum of the Earth, uh, also came out in 1963. Go check that one out just because that's a Rob Zombie song also. (laughs) I mean, it's 100% because of the movie. The song isn't the song about the fucking movie like, I, think it's I, have, just like, I have no idea if the yeah, song is about it yeah people in the fucking balls illegally selling photos and shit so it's gotta be like something pretty on the head like that but Herschel Gordon Lewis had a crazy run in the 60s and it was really wild shit at the time uh, I just said scum of the earth color me blood red 1965 another classic uh, these are also all comet video releases like the big boxes that you would have saw in the 80s I guess Comet was like a subsidiary of Continental Video, right? Correct. Some yeah. sort of offshoot. And they did a whole bunch of Herschel Gordon Lewis releases. Uh, the Gruesome Twosome in 1967. My absolute favorite, The Wizard of Gore in 1970, which was not a uh, Comet release. That was actually a Midnight Video release. And I rep, I rep Midnight Video on my arm right here. But... Uh, <laughs> There was also the Gore Gore Girls in 1972, which I believe was also a midnight video release, right? Yeah, and I think at that point, like, I think in 1970, when he does Wizard of Gore, he really comes into his own of, like, taking what he does with Gore and then, like, turning the weirdness up, like, a notch and just just really making these, like, fucking twisted, psychedelic 
strange fucking horror movies that I think stand stand a little bit above the rest. I mean, don't get me wrong, like 2000 Maniacs, uh, Gruesome Twosome, all these things are, I mean, they're fucking great movies. But but things like Wizard of Gore, like you said, that's on a different level for me, man. Gore Gore Girls, those things are so fucking good. Can, I mean, the, the gore in those movies is so it's good. It's crazy. I and mean, stuff that they'd be always- doing way later like in the 80s they were fucking just taking from fucking what herschel had done because it worked so fucking well yeah and you know what he was a like a marketing guy that was his real job like he wasn't like his job wasn't a director he like worked in marketing and all sorts of like advertising and he understood the more crazy the shit that you make, the better it's going to sell because people want to sell tickets to their drive-in theaters or, you know, these low-budget cinemas at the time. That's what was going to bring people in because it's like, yo, man, I just saw this fucking crazy movie. You're never going to believe what I saw. Because think about it, Night of the Living Dead, 1968. You see, like, some stuff in that, but it's always like after the fact, like they're eating a chunk yep. of meat that they found on the floor and this and that. And the blood is, you know, it's black and white. So you don't really see anything like too nuts. But these are all color movies. You know what I mean? This is all in, you know, vibrant red blood and all that shit. Yeah, you're seeing it at a drive too. So it's like, it's just kind of, I can't imagine. It's going to be so fucking awesome. To it's be just like, next level. Yeah, dude, you're sitting in your fucking, you know, 63 fucking Impala or whatever with your fucking honey, and you're watching somebody get their fucking arm dismembered for, like, the first time. You've never, you could never imagine seeing shit like that, and, like, here it is in in full color. It has to be so amazing to be, like, in in the culture of that time, in, like, the 60s, where, like, all of these new really boundary pushing things were happening in society and i think it's probably one of the most exciting times that you could have been around for film is like the 60s push and the artwork that was coming out at that time yeah well i mean you're so used to seeing things like plan nine from outer space and all shit like that especially if you were into yeah if you were into the genre like you're into sci-fi horror that's what you were seeing really because you were not really getting a ton of first run movies. You're Universal seeing shit Monsters that's been a, Yeah, you've seen shit that's been around forever at your local drive in, you know what I mean? Which is still kind of a thing now. You don't really go to a drive in for a new movie. You kinda go for that retro, you know the, things, yeah. the, the yesteryear movie. But you're seeing shit now that you've literally never seen before. It's like say you know, you only saw movies on TV and then you started seeing like torture porn movies all of a sudden. Like that yeah. was the next level. You know what I mean? Like, like, holy fuck, dude. Like this just like went up a notch. <laughs> like I'm not used to this at all. It makes you uncomfortable. makes you intrigued. It, 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 it like turns all these fucking knobs in your brain that are like, dude, especially in the 60s. How like, like you were saying, like the things that you're used to in society are so vanilla and then this comes out and it's like flavor fucking overload for i'm sure a lot of people hey man things are just gonna get worse if you're uh you know (laughs) better in my opinion when when were the manson murders like the late 60s 1969 right like around then Uh, dude i'm just guarantee you like this kind of artwork and this kind of film was was so in the spotlight of being blamed for that kind of shit anytime anything negative happened in society i guarantee you like you know people would blame all people like you know with these movies like fucking 
blood feast and stuff coming out. No wonder, you know, these kids are doing such violent acts and shit like that. And it's a, such a cop out, and it's the same bullshit that like they do in every generation. You know, they'll find something that like is is dangerous that they you know deem that. But it's just a new artistic art form that pushes the boundaries that people aren't comfortable with. And dude, thank fucking god they did because the stuff that like the stuff that Herschel Gordon Lewis is responsible for are everything that me and you love. Like when you think about it, without him, the stuff like Reanimator and shit, like we would never see stuff like that. Dude, I could guarantee you that you know, obviously you had the Italian influence coming in. That was like a big thing with a lot of eighties movies. Oh, very true. You know what I mean? But like in America, it took you forever to see that shit. You weren't seeing that upon release. You were seeing that years later. You would see like, oh, this movie came out in 1979, like zombie. And then you wouldn't get it in America for a while on tape. You know what I mean? If you lived in the middle of nowhere, you weren't seeing this in theaters either. You were fucking hoping that your video store eventually got it at some point. Like, I think those early um, wizard video releases... That's not even, that's like, what, the mid 80s at that point? 83, like 84, 84, I think. At the yeah. 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 I, dude, so, I can't imagine. And like, be, uh, say, say, say like you're, you're a casual horror fan. You're like, oh, I'm watching fucking the new Halloween came out last year. I really enjoyed that and shit. And you're like, you know, I, I, you go and see something like 2000 Maniacs or, you know, fucking Gruesome Twosome on the shelf. You see that big box. And the, the big boxes are fucking awesome. The artwork is, is catching and. I would definitely rent that 100%. And then, like, you know, you're used to this, like, you know, horror of, like, the 80s and stuff. And then you see what this guy was doing in 62 and 63 and shit. And you're just like, holy fuck, this is where it all started. It had to be so cool to be able to, like, go to the video store and and to find these gems, like you're saying. Like, you live in the middle of bumfuck, you know, Kansas. You don't know about fucking Herschel Gordon Lewis you don't know about you know zombie going on in, in, in Italy and shit like that when you find him at the video store it, it opens you up to this whole world that you haven't experienced and I, it's something that's so lost now like everything is so like at a click of a button that you don't get that same joy of finding something that you feel is special to you like everything is so accessible to everybody like remember like finding like something that you were like holy fuck like I can't wait to show all my friends this, that, you know, like, this is something, or maybe I don't want to show my friends. I want to keep this, you know, as like a fucking secret for myself kind of a thing. I I feel like that's lost now, kind of. I I don't feel the same way about those things. Well, that's how I saw, like, Return of the Living Dead Part 2. And even the first Return of the Living Dead, that was straight up uh, just an accident. You know what I mean? Like, you, I rented that at the fucking video store because the cover looked cool. Cover's great great cover I, I definitely saw part two first and then oh, you're no like shit. wow there's a there's a part one and you go see part one and you're like what the fuck did i just watch and that's something that's lost with like the digital age and having all this stuff kind of like at your fingertips that the surprise is gone you know yeah. what i mean you know about the movie already you've seen clips of the movie you probably saw some of it just in a video like a oh, you know an about video now. Oh, the, don't even, don't even fucking they get give me started away everything, on that. dude. Well, they want to try to get you in by any means necessary, and if that's giving away pretty much the whole plot and the good parts of the movie, so be it. So I just looked up. Uh, Zombie was released 
August 25th, 1979 in Italy. Correct. Uh, it came out in the U.S. I'm going to say 86. Uh, no, no, no. The actual, um, like, I guess first time you were able to see it on, on screen. Oh, on would have been Yeah, it would have been July 18th, 1980. So you waited almost a year to see it on screen. So it took time. And remember, like you weren't going to go City, down to your Los Angeles. Yes. I mean, that's where you're going to see yes. that. You weren't going to see that in your local fucking Lowe's movie theater or whatever no. the hell your chain was <laughs> at the time. And then you had, you know, the video release that was way after. That was the mid 80s at that point. So you were way behind. And that's even if you knew the movie existed. Yeah. You know, maybe if you had like a Fangoria, um, you know, magazine subscription or you were getting it at your local comic shop or something and you were aware of it. But on average, you know, Joe Schmo doesn't know what the fuck zombie is or who Lucio Fulci is or anything like that. You know, you got to be a deep diver, you know, like somebody like you were saying there where you were just you were picking up a movie based on the cover or something like that, where it's like. Most people who at that time, I'm sure, who were like into horror movies, your casual horror fan, they want to see the big blockbuster at the time that everyone heard about. Oh, what's the new Nightmare? What's the new Friday the 13th? You know, that's what I want to go rent. Whereas it takes like the hardcore horror fan who's like, I've seen all that. What else is there? You know, like, what is this thing I've never heard of before? What the fuck is this zombie with this weird cover? Like, that's the kind of person at that time who's going to find these movies. Fangoria issue number eight. Uh, I believe this is October. What year? I think October of 1980. No shit with the cover. Oh, look at how beautiful it is, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I have the. I if you get that issue of Fangoria, that's like the zombie issue. So even then, you missed the fucking release. You know right, what I yeah, mean? You the didn't U.S. Even... release has happened. <laughs> no shit. You gotta hope that it somehow comes to your local drive-in. It gets passed around or whatever. Just a different time. And you know what? Herschel Gordon Lewis knew what he was doing marketing this towards that, I guess, group of people or that yeah. demographic, that type of theater. Because he knew it was going to be cheap to make. You make a couple prints and you send it around the country and you're making money the whole time. Oh, yeah. Right? And it, by genius. word of mouth, by word of mouth, people are going to see this shit. So let's uh, hit the trailer and we'll get into our 2000 Maniacs slash 2001 Maniacs discussion. You're all invited to a centennial celebration. What they were celebrating wasn't important and it sounded like a heap of fun until 2000 Maniacs crazed for carnage, started bathing an entire town in pulsing human blood. You'll see six young strangers doomed to slaughter by an ancient curse. And from his lips there came an awful sound. Brutal, evil, ghastly beyond belief. You'll see the most diabolical device ever contrived, designed solely for assassination by a town of madmen, insane with bloodlust. Stonewall took a gun and he made the Yankees run, but he- 2,000 maniacs, gruesomely stained in blood color. Wall said, I'm a giving you a dying man's request. 
I'm a giving you a dying man's request. Yeah! Starring Playboy's favorite playmate, Connie Mason. Yeah! Oh, the South's gonna rise again. I guess we could call this the 2000 Maniacs franchise, right? I Good think that Lord. would be a better way to put it because you told me that there's actually a third movie. There is. That, uh, that is, I didn't even know it it existed, but now I kind of got to go find it. Maniacs, Field of Screams. What a bad name too. Field of fucking Screams. Anytime I hear that, I just think of a haunted house that you would go to like in October. <laughs> yeah, dude. Because totally I think that, that is a thing. I think there is a field of screams around me somewhere. Or maybe hay, it's in Pennsylvania. Like or some shit. Oh, dude. Remember haunted hayrides? Is that a I thing in Buffalo? It. Yeah, dude. We had a fucking sick ass haunted hayride up here. I remember going as a kid. You get like the fucking had like the big tractor and shit like that. And just people in the woods with fucking chainsaws running up at you. That shit was so much fun <laughs> as a kid, man. Do you, do you think that now as an adult, it's not as good? Yeah, I mean, like, the houses are kind of fun still when you go through. I mean, you know what to expect sometimes. Some of them still get you. Some of them are pretty good. But the hayrides have definitely lost their their luster, dude, because it's like, all right, I'm just fucking riding around with you asshole kids. Like, I don't I don't care about this. <laughs> when you're young, you're, like, legitimately scared. Spooked, right? You're like, sure, the anticipation. Yeah. You got people <laughs> scaring the shit out of you on the line. And then when you get older, you're just kind of like, all right, I want to get on now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, the whole the atmosphere is just, you, you kind of, you're pissed that you're waiting on this long-ass let's, line. Yeah, but then again, I don't really remember that as a kid like waiting on some long ass line for like two hours to get in you're just too excited now i'm just like all right get me on this fucking track before my buzz wears off because this isn't gonna <laughs> fucking last all night like let's fucking do this <laughs> so speaking of tractors and all things farm related yeah, slash a, hillbilly yeah uh 2000 maniacs a very simple story, right? Bunch of Yankees get caught up in uh, some Southern Confederate ghost bullshit. And I think this is supposed to take place in Florida or Georgia. Well, I, I, I think it's just, I don't know. Do they ever like really specify the exact location of, of Pleasant Valley? There is a sign that says something like Atlanta or... You know, some sort of a, a city in Georgia, but that also could be in Florida because oh, like 100... the Florida Georgia line area, like in that. Isn't that like a, a really isn't that bad a band? country band? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's not let's not call it that. Uh, it was <laughs> it was filmed in Florida, as you may know. And I sent you this little factoid that I uh, I found on IMDb. Some parts where this was filmed is now disney world that's like the cool, that's like the funniest fucking fact ever that like where disney world sits there was like some fucking people getting dismembered and shit like that for a movie at one point that's that's awesome that is fucking pretty cool it was also filmed in saint cloud florida where you know the the town i guess resides the the physical town with the buildings and i was looking at a video and it looks pretty similar like even today, it looks 
rather similar. It's like this small southern looking town. The buildings look the same. It's pretty creepy, actually. Yeah, and you know like, what? We're in that movie. We don't want to fucking change the way we look, guys. <laughs> this is our claim to well, fame. <laughs> the person went into like one of the hotels that that they shot in, and there were pictures from the movie. So it's not oh, like shit. they're there you go. Yeah, it's not like they're hiding from it or whatever. You know how some places they don't want to be associated with oh, yeah. previous horror-related things because I guess people would be offended or turned off because somebody got their head cut off in the building. But you know, <laughs> I would I would figure that's more of a tourist attraction yeah, now. Yeah, like, oh, come see, out. come see the filming location of a uh, landmark horror film created right here in St. Cloud, Florida. <laughs> What else you got going for you there? <laughs> Seriously, I can't imagine. I, I mean, Florida's awesome. I, don't know. <laughs> I love everybody that lives in Florida. Uh, but so like, and like you said, that's 2000 Maniacs. Uh, ironically, like 2001 Maniacs, like they like went right to the source. They went to like Lumpkin, Georgia. And like, that's where they filmed <laughs> that movie. And it feels what very middle of Georgia. I've driven through that state many times, and I feel like this scenario is quite possible. <laughs> what, what do you like better, Georgia or Florida? Oh, I, I if I was going to go and like to go somewhere and I had to be there for an extended period of time, I would pick Florida. Interesting. I, yeah. I kind of like Georgia. I've driven through there and it was it was nice looking, but I guess that's also, you know, you're on the I-95. Exactly. So. <laughs> peach How much of it Lots is of peaches out here. I don't think I've eaten one uh, since I was like eight years old. Oh, my God. Get on some peaches. <laughs> I, I have a terrible diet. You know that. That's true. <laughs> you you, you can outwork a bad diet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just finished my Burger King. I had my two uh, rodeo burgers. Oh, I had some chicken fries. So you can't talk like that around me, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, fucking rice you can make it all bread. yourself. Just make it yourself. Come on. That's true. Come on. Don't be lazy, hard, man. Hard work. Or else... You'll end up in uh, Pleasant, what is it? Pleasant Valley? Pleasant Valley. <laughs> um, what do you think about this whole, like, Civil War ghost town, I guess you could say, uh, disguised as a contemporary town that's just having a centennial celebration? What do you think about this? I uh, I like it. In the uh, in the first movie here, Two Thousand Maniacs, I really like it because like you know it it just it kind of feels appropriate to the time, the way that the town uh -huh. looks and shit, like the way the town people look and everything. Um, and it, and it does work, and it does like kind of give birth to this like you know redneck horror, for lack of a better term, I guess, or like you know this Southern justice horror kind of vibe, hillbilly horror, baby, hillbilly horror. There we go. That's a that's probably the uh, the preferred. The preferred term of the of the the hillbilly people. Yeah, we'll have to call some hillbillies <laughs> that we know and ask them. If yeah, they're I'll, I'll ask Chase. He'll figure this out for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but like, I, I I think that like 2001 Maniacs is a little bit cool because they do this thing where it's like the town feels like it's back in fucking time, like it feels like yes. Civil War era, and I like that a little bit more than having the townspeople just like in normal like oh this is just a, a small town in the 60s that you would normally see like these people show up in 2001 and it's like a fucking general from the fucking civil war with his fucking old lady and everyone's like super old school and i think that's like oh what the fuck is going on like that's more confusing yeah. to me so 
2001 Maniacs was released on October 21st, 2005. So they probably had more resources to actually do like that Period. style of dress compared to, you know, Herschel Gordon Lewis in the 60s with no money making this shit. Now, I'm going to have to say that I like Herschel Gordon Lewis's version better okay. when it comes to how like the town is dressed, because you would immediately think something is wrong. If you went to a place and every single person you saw is dressed like it's 1865, you know what I mean? Like you would immediately <laughs> think something is fucked up where if everybody's dressed kind of normal, you would just think they're literally having a centennial celebration. You know what I mean? That it's some sort of fucking small town thing that they're doing, you know, like it looks more believable to me. Like you would get caught in that trap, you know? Okay. Before I tell the story, full, you could completely edit this out if you need to. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, dude, that totally like reminds me of a situation like the whole period people like wearing those clothing and things. When I was a younger man, uh, I lived next to this like really historic cemetery in the city that I lived in, and me and a good friend of mine would would partake in certain uh, hallucinogenic drugs. <laughs> and we had and we had taken some this night and like we were up all night hanging out and we were partying and stuff and uh we go for a walk and we didn't realize that there was like this fucking civil war reenactment going on in the cemetery that people were like all oh, set up for and man. shit so we're like walking <laughs> down the street and all of a sudden i see like soldiers walking through the fucking cemetery dude wow. it was you know, i'm bugging the fuck out like both me and my friend like ran back to the fucking house and like locked the door and we're like all right we're just not gonna go outside the rest of the day dude it's totally fine so dude, that's, that's the funniest awesome. fucking thing man that's great hey. One thing I got to say is seeing a civil war reenactment, it's kind of a mind fuck because I like it. I it's went cool to, I saw, you know, back when I was a kid, like we'd go to Gettysburg yes. and you'd see them doing the reenactment of Gettysburg. Back then they would actually have people like covered in blood and shit. So like, it was really I missed fucking that. wild to say, so yeah, but you know what I mean? I, I couldn't imagine being on a mind altering substance and not knowing I was about to walk into that situation. And like, you're already in a weird fucking place, but dude, I, I props to you for not having a complete mental breakdown. They had, and being they had the fucking tents. They had the whole fucking thing going. Like people were cooking food on fucking fires and shit. Yeah. That, that guy's getting a fake operation. He's getting <laughs> yeah, bombed yeah, and like, shit. This is, like, <laughs> this is too heavy for me right now. But I, okay, so like I do like that though. Like, uh, like like you said, going to like the old like Civil War shit, dude. I, like one of our good friends, this guy, uh, his name's Guy Gain. He's in a bunch of horror movies and stuff like that, also. But he's like a professional Civil War reenactor, and like, dude, we go see him do his thing, and he makes the outfits and shit, and it's so much fun, man. So like when I seen Two Thousand One Maniacs, I, I dig that, like, cause I grew up next to a place that does the whole reenactment thing too, and like. I had friends that used to dress up like fucking idiots that were and shit like this and go do it and stuff. So like, I don't know that I have like a special place in my heart for, for 2001 maniacs because of the fact that it's like a period period piece, I guess you would call it for a lack of a better term. When I saw uh, Robert England who plays mayor Buckman in 2001 maniacs dressed like the Colonel there, I I have to say I did love that. He fits that fucking role perfectly. Like he has the look. He has the you know, I don't know if his 
fucking accent is accurate. I don't. I love I don't it though. Fucking, I'm from. I'm from <laughs> New York. Yeah. But I I do have to say that he is the better Mayor Buckman out of the two movies. That he beats the hell out of you know the original. See Jeffrey Allen. I I, I actually dude. It's it's tough for me. Like these. These movies do exist in like the same world in the sense that this is like a reimagining of 2000 Maniacs. Uh, but it, and they have totally different vibes. Whereas like 2000 Maniacs is, is kind of like it's supposed to be serious. Like it's supposed to be like, oh shit, like these people are, you know, these tourists that are being fucking tortured and killed by these town people and stuff like that. And to the point where, like, dude, some of like the B-roll shots of like when when people are dying of the actual town people, like you would actually think that these were just like town people from Florida that they were like, hey, come watch us film this fucking really fucked up scene. Because I can guarantee like, you that they are. I know because, dude, it feels like just some people are like really put off and like they just look very genuine, and it kind of adds this seriousness to Two Thousand Maniacs. And in that sense, Jeffrey Allen, who plays Mayor Buckman, I think fucking is perfect. For that movie i i just feel like he's too over the top where robert england is very like he seems more like like smooth like he's up to something but you would never yeah. know where like you know what what's his name jeffrey allen yeah jeffrey allen was the original mayor buckman he comes across like he's got he's like goofy as fuck like and he's doing something wrong the whole time you know what i mean like he's he's bad at hiding their uh their plan i guess but it's almost like so bad at hiding it that it's like kind of innocent in a way where it's like oh he's just that like big southern fat charming southern mayor kind of guy i don't know but but you're right like the way that that it's played in 2001 maniacs it is, it is a different character because it's a different movie. And Robert England plays it in this like dark comedy sense where he has this like, it's kind of like campy the way it's delivered and stuff. And, and it's, it's almost it's much Freddy Krueger-ish. Yes. And I think that's the, I think they were, they were like, give us a Southern Freddy Krueger when they, yeah, when they like casted one, him. One step below child murderer. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that they brought back uh, Lynn Shay from uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street to to play uh, Granny Boone in this movie. She is one of my favorite actresses, dude. She's in so many different things. She's got the old lady titties and something about Mary. She is fucking <laughs> awesome. I love her. I, you know what? I totally forgot that she's in fucking Insidious. Yeah, dude. She's in a bunch of horror movies recently. She is like the horror movie fucking queen. Like she gets down. Hey man, she uh, she has a long ass fucking uh, acting credit fucking IMDb section. Oh, That's for damn sure. Back in the day, Critters, Critters Two. I mean, she did a bunch of stuff. My Demon Lover, things that like people fucking who are horror fans absolutely love. Everybody knows who she is. I mean, Lynn Shay's the shit. There's a lot of that actually in 2001 Maniacs. Giuseppe Andrews, who you probably don't know his name. But if you saw this guy, he plays Harper Alexander in this. He's supposed to be like the smooth, cool, younger dude to like, you know, woo the ladies. He's the fucking cop in Cabin Fever. Yes. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just here to party. <laughs> A lot of familiar faces from the, the, the 2005, 2006 horror scene here. He was also in uh, Detroit Rock City, which I guess more people would know him from. But the reason why he's probably also... 
there's there's see we were talking about connections uh this 2001 maniacs was directed by tim sullivan who is the producer of detroit rock city yeah is that a good movie i've never seen it i like it it's good yeah is, is Lynn Shay in that movie yeah. too? Well, you don't have to be. I don't really like Kiss either, but but it's good enough. The to movie, watch. I'll give it a try. Yeah, the movie, the movie itself is good. Yeah, uh, Lynn Shay is also in fucking Detroit Rock City, dude. This thing is crazy. And I said Cabin Fever. Eli Roth makes a, an appearance in this movie with Doctor Mambo again, the the German I know, Shepherd. It's, it's so great. <laughs> we were just you uh, had like a really great discussion about Eli Roth before this. And like, I, I don't, I, I still am undecided if I like him or if I don't like him. But I think we came to the conclusion that like his movies and his horror stuff is pretty good, but like, he just seems like kind of like a douchey person. And it came down to the fact that he gels his hair. So <laughs> maybe we're just very superficial on that level, but like, I, dude, the way that you're a big super fan of, uh, Rob Zombie, I'm like one step below that when it comes to Eli Roth. Like I, I do. And en- I do enjoy his movies. Kevin Fever fucking rules, dude. I will give you that all day. That movie is probably one of the first DVDs that I got that I played until it like just crapped out on me. Oh yeah. I, I played that DVD to fucking death. I've owned multiple and- copies of that one. And I highly recommend anybody, you know, go go watch that movie if you haven't. It's super underrated. You don't really, I mean, I guess some people talk about it, but I feel like I don't hear it enough. You, you think know that what that's I mean? like, like the, the best Evil Dead-ish movie that's not Evil Dead? Cabin the in the Woods? Best Evil Dead-ish. No, Cabin Fever. Or Cabin Fever. That's what I'm sorry. Yeah, Cabin Fever. Uh, we just covered Cabin the, in the Woods. That's a, that's a great movie too. But but yeah, Cabin Fever. Let's see. Uh, is that the best Evil Dead like movie? Um. Oh man, that's kind of a hard. That's kind of a hard thing for me. Are you a Demon because, Wind fan? Because I know a lot of people say Demon Wind. I was gonna say I really like Demon Wind. I think yeah. that movie's fucking crazy. It's like super, you know, campy. It's got that whole possession thing going on. You know, the fucking smoke is coming for you. I, I think actually good. I might have to. Yeah, I think I might have to say Demon Wind is my favorite of all those. But movies that kind of take place in the woods, you know, with the cabin. <laughs> I, I I just I actually like the movie Cabin in the Woods. I, I think that's another good one. And that's I feel like, like that's epic, on the dude. same level. I feel like that's on the same level as uh, Cabin Fever. Like you can watch those back to back. And it 100% is a great double feature. Yeah, that's a great night. That's, that is a fucking awesome double feature. But when it comes to like Evil Dead type movies, yeah, probably Demon Wind would be my my next on the list. That's watch fair. Evil Dead and then watch Demon Wind right after and you'd have a good time. I like that. So 2000 Maniacs, uh, they have this whole thing in the beginning where like this one guy's a spotter in the tree and then there's a guy like setting up this detour on the road right sending people down this other path would you fall for that man no <laughs> i mean maybe because i have like the advantage of I've seen so many fucking horror movies in my life now where i'm like i am suspicious of everybody i don't fucking trust a single fucking soul so like if i see anything suspicious on the road and i'm in a car i am definitely driving i'm not helping you i'm not giving you cpr I'm not giving you directions. I am the least helpful person you could ever run into. (laughs) 
So you wouldn't fall for the spray painted sign? It's uh, no, so three stooges, there? dude. Come on. <laughs> hey, they they do it in fucking motel hell with those fake cows. <laughs> and you learned your lesson cows. there too. Yeah, exactly. You learned your lesson there too, right? Don't don't stop. Just keep fucking going. I like and how I, uh, what's in, in like thirty one. Rob Zombie's like, I gotta figure out a way to use that old fake cow prank. From all the fucking <laughs> movies. And he's like, I got it. They're in the van. I gotta I figure, can figure out a way to, to rip people off. Yeah. How do I know, rip people off a little bit more in these movies? I got a fake cow gag coming up. That'll be perfect. Speaking of which, uh, Rob Zombie doing the monsters? Confirm oh. now. Oh, great. Oh, boy. So, okay. Oh, boy. How does he play it? Does he play it like a fucking funny, dark comedy type of thing? Or does he go like fucking incest family monsters like horror movie? So, I don't know if you've you've seen El Super Beast though. Yeah. He he can he doesn't have to do like hillbilly horror, you know, fuck you incest movie. He can do like wacky type bullshit and he was what an art director on uh Pee-wee's Playhouse. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. So, I really hope he doesn't go the R route. The Monsters is not a movie that I want to see an R-rated Monsters. That's not something I need in my life. That's not something I ever fucking said to anybody. It's just not. No monster sex it's scenes. Not, it's not. No, it's it's not it's not for that property. You know what I mean? I get like that. the monsters is not supposed to be like a legitimate horror thing. It's a comedy. The show's a fucking comedy. Well, I mean, so I think why based you, off of the logo that he released of like the of the movie and shit, I, it doesn't feel dark. It feels very whimsical and shit. Still, so I can't imagine that he's going dark with it. I would take back everything I ever said about him if the Monsters was a PG-13, like, darkish comedy. Like and Dark I would, Shadows and it, kind of thing? like Not quite stupid, you know, okay. not as stupid. But, uh, <laughs> but, like, I would rather it be like a PG-13 dark comedy. I don't need to hear Herman Monster calling somebody a fucking cunt. That's not, like, something oh. I need in my life. <laughs> I'm on the fence about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it was Fred Gwynn doing it, then yeah, yeah, uh, I definitely want to hear it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, Sherry Moon's gonna be fucking Lily Monster. Oh yeah, without right? a doubt. There's and she's gonna say, "I've been, the casting I've been room waiting down. for this. I've been waiting for this role my whole life." You know, it's like that's what you said about fucking every other goddamn thing you ever done, which is uh, only Rob Zombie movies. <laughs> Uh, I just, I'm just hoping he doesn't fucking butcher this shit, which he probably will. But, you know, I have my fingers crossed. I'll give anybody a chance. As you can see, I like Eli Roth. So, it's you know. a while, yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you think about the kill sequences in 2001 Maniacs? They copy a lot of things from 2000 Maniacs, but obviously yes. they're even more gorier uh than the original you actually see these things happen and they add a couple new ones in that are actually pretty good like the the fucking acid uh oh the acid drink like the acid, yeah, the acid chug or whatever even though it has shitty cgi like wood burning at one point but yeah i, I think that was pretty creative man i kind of like that one well the that cgi is is very passable i tried to watch a few clips of that fucking uh third installment of this uh, 2001 Maniacs with Bill Mosley playing fucking Mayor Buckman and it was like sci-fi TV level like CGI effects going on it was it was rough so I don't recommend that one 
But the kills in this, I actually, I like these kills a lot. I like the kills in 2001 Maniacs uh, so much more. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, HGL and what he did in fucking 2000 Maniacs is, is great. The gore is fantastic for 63, 64. But man, and the added gags in 2001 is, is what makes it for me, honestly. Like the fucking shark blowjob, the shark mouth blowjob is the fucking most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> they, what else do they do? The guy gets crushed, right? In like that, like oh, his eyeballs thing. pop out, and it's like a, it's yeah. like a fucking, uh, it's like a giant uh, grain mill, basically like an old ancient grain mill where like a bunch of people would turn it and it would like lower this like weight down and like crush the grains. But they got the dude underneath of it, and they fucking crush him until his eyes pop out like a tub of toothpaste, dude. It's so good. I love that scene. I do like in 2000 Maniacs when they have the guy go down in the barrel with the nails. That is, and that's, they don't, they don't like recreate that in 2001, right? No. I don't, I no. Yeah, I don't believe they do. And I, that is probably one of the best ones in the original because of just how simple it is and how effective it would be. You don't like the rock? You don't like the giant rock? It's anticlimactic for me, you know? It doesn't... I mean, I hate that chick. I mean, I don't mind that she gets crushed. That's fine. But, like, <laughs> I just don't know, man. I, the, it's... And just the way she looks after isn't, like, good enough for me for the ending of that movie. It, it, I need more. They have, like, the dunk tank set up, right? Where they're throwing stuff at the target for it to come off. <laughs> yeah, and like, the simpleton kid's, like, gonna fucking hit it with the rock and shit. <laughs> uh, I... They kind of do something similar in 2001 Maniacs, right? They have the bell instead. Dude, and that bell crush where her guts come out and shit, that's great. I love the bell crush. I kind of like how everybody, like, they're all laughing and they're joking. And then all of a sudden, like, they start getting more and more serious. And, like, you see the townspeople start to, like, appear out of nowhere. And it's just a huge crowd. Like, there were just ghosts that appear. And when, like... The, when Lin Shay actually pulls the rope to drop the bell, she's like all nasty looking. Like she's like fucking bitch. <laughs> pulls the fucking rope. It's pretty funny. I like that whole dynamic there. It's cool. Yeah, the back and forth between like being, oh, we're inviting, we're a happy-go-lucky town, and then like the switch immediately to being like evil and like you can and it's cool because like the actresses and actors in the in the movie who are the victims they you get that split second where they have that realization and it's like always like right before the big fucking kill of that person like something's it's, wrong it's so good it, it's for being this like b movie this throwaway 2005 movie I, I i think that this movie deserves so much more uh credit than it than it actually probably has gotten over the years well, one thing I got to say is 2001 Maniacs definitely did a better job with the uh, like the horse sequence, right? But the actual setup is better in 2000 Maniacs. The whole sexy they're like, setup? Oh, well, the 2001, it's like the sexy setup. And right. in 2000, they're like, oh, we're going to a horse race. You like horses? And like the way that they set it up where it's like, oh, but they're going to be running in different directions. And like, you I see love the guys start original. to panic. I, I think they do that setup better, but the actual kill itself is better in 2001 Maniacs because well, you see you the arms see and the legs and all that shit. It's it's done pretty well. Like they, they do a pretty good job with the CGI mixed with 
the uh, practical effects. It's good. Oh, great practical effect from 2001, dude, that I just completely forgot about is the uh, that spiking of that kid. They, they fucking take the, the spike and they ram it up his ass and it oh, comes out yes. of his mouth. That's a great effect. It looks so good. And like the spike coming out of his mouth is like dripping with shit and fucking uh, Grandma Boone like sucks on the end of it dude it's so good like it's just a creepy fucking scene i i love that great practical effects in that movie as well they they both have their own things like 2000 maniacs when the girl gets like her thumb cut off in the field simple. so simple but effective and the guy's laughing as he's doing it right she's screaming like crazy and then they bring her into the into like the you know the office or whatever and uh fucking mayor buckman it has some like hold her down and they cut her apart there on the table dude and like i mean obviously for for like you know a dude watching it it's it's one thing but like i think like for for a female that has to be like a fucking jarring scene dude because like it's these like three or four like disgusting just kind of like over the top you know like sleazy fucking like hillbilly dudes just manhandling her and like the one dude's got a fucking axe and like there's literally nothing she can do she's completely helpless and just dismembering her while she's still alive it's so fucking raw and like dude i'm just like and it it just blows my mind that this is 1964 and that like you know fucking these really simple living people are gonna see some shit like this and it's gonna blow their fucking mind yeah, yeah, fucking bum fuck, you know, wherever. They're gonna go to the drive in <laughs> oh, and see this shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, are, what are some other what are some normal movies from nineteen sixty four? Let's see. Oh my god, yeah. You, movies. Yeah, I would love to know like what were the hits of sixty four uh movie scene? Uh Fistful of Dollars. Eh, that's not really the one you wanna compare this to. But uh Goldfinger. I yeah. mean <laughs> You imagine like a Goldfinger followed up with the late night viewing of 2000 Mania. <laughs> Let's see. Dude, the Gorgon in 1964. Uh, Mask of the Red Death. So these are fucking 2000 Maniacs. I mean, then yeah, you do have Blood and Black Lace, which is a wonderful Mario Bava movie. Very but good. But even still, you know, Not this. Compared, to, compared to 2000 Maniacs, Jesus yeah. Christ. Blood and Black Lace is a is a very good movie to watch if you're into like, you know, stylistic Italian horror, like before they go over the top in the 70s. Like that's that's really a classic. But 2000 Maniacs, to see that in 1964 after the fucking, you know, the all this other shit that's literally like child's play and not the movie, just like literally no, like, like a kid's movies. Good times, good feeling, happy endings, you know. <laughs> things that are things that are a good escape and then you're like Terror oh in the crypt yeah now we're gonna shit. go see fucking blood feast or 2000 maniacs i think what like what, what's great about like and i think what really works for this 2000 maniacs uh is just like the vibe of like the movie like and it's probably not intentional it's just kind of the way like you know herschel gordon lewis made his movies at the time where it just like has these really heavy like panning of like the the, the the crowds and stuff like that it just has these moments that kind of lull along 
but they're set to these like weird music backgrounds and stuff like there's just moments of fucking 2000 maniacs that are terrifying just based on setting alone like it yeah. just feels yeah. very ominous dude it's just it's it's crazy how good it is well the way that they make it where it's like it's just you being basically peer pressured into these situations and like you don't want to say no because it's a huge crowd of people around you oh that's a great but aspect. It, yeah. it leads to like your death pretty much like look at the barrel roll they they are literally laughing and joking around like fucking mayor buckman's laughing saying like come on it's like a tradition and all that and the guy doesn't want to do it and he gives in to the peer pressure and then, and then they kill him yeah, they they nail they put the nails in the barrel and they roll them down the hill, killing him. And I like how they just like toss his body in the fucking pond after. Like it, there was no purpose for. Like that is the one thing I do like about two thousand one maniacs is like the big feast and stuff like that is I think is done really well in two thousand one yeah, maniacs. In two thousand maniacs, they're literally just doing this for revenge. Right. Get some Yankees to celebrate. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And they even kind of show that in the beginning, which is implied when they're waving, you know, they're waving at each other, which cars to like try to get into the detour. They let the local go probably has, you know, yeah. Georgia, Florida plates and they let them go and they take the fucking Yankees, right? To, to dispatch after. them in honor of uh, Pleasant Valley or whatever. Now, I was just looking on Rotten Tomatoes. 2000 Maniacs has an audience score of 50%. Okay. 2001 Maniacs has an audience score of 48%. Close. So so we are not alone when we say that, you know, they're very similar, that they're both very watchable movies and that one is not just a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Usually one is bad. The other is good. This one, they're both good. Ending wise, I think 2000 Maniacs is is probably a tighter ending. Maybe yes. maybe not maybe not like the best shot as far as like oh quicksand and all that kind of shit like that doesn't look too convincing, but I like the story wrap up better, the whole like big motorcycle finale thing at the end of two thousand one is a little silly for me. Yeah, in two thousand maniacs they do eventually get away, right? Yeah. What's 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 a Tom and Terry? I think their names are. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. And <laughs> in two thousand one maniacs they get away. Up until the very end, where they're eventually semi-decapitated by barbed wire across the road. But what I like about 2000 Maniacs is there's almost like rules. You know what I mean? Like these these ghosts, if you want to call them, can't, you know, be out past a certain point. Or else they said they'd be gone forever. And they, I guess, are stuck in this one area. Where in 2001 Maniacs, it's kind of like they're always there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But don't get me wrong, I mean, that the very end where, you know, in 2001, where, like, the two heads get kind of, like, severed off by the barbed wire, and the little fucking hillbilly kid picks him up. He's like, you damn Yankees, and he's walking away with the two severed heads. It looks fucking awesome. It looks great. I, Being a horror gore fan that I am, that aspect of it, I'm like, fuck yeah, this is great. <laughs> but in like, oh. the overall wrap-up of a story, 2000. Is, is much better done. The ending where they get yeah. away, that the rules apply. I think that's that's appropriate. So now here's something with me. My personal, I guess, preference when it comes to horror movies. I do like downer endings 
right? Yeah, yeah, I get that. But, sure. but I always like when you know the protagonists get away, but you know the antagonist or the monster doesn't die, lives on. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, like like they managed to escape. Their life is fucked up now forever because they witnessed <laughs> they this crazy thing. Shit. Yeah, yeah. But the monster is still out there. You know what I mean? It's not like they somehow killed this creature. They somehow destroyed this town. They're still there, and they're going to come back at another time. And I like the whole thing, too, where in 2000 Maniacs, they're kind of just like, well, we got most of them. You know, could have been worse. Good enough. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of like that. It, it makes it a little bit more light. You know what I mean? It's it's still kind of, when it comes down to it, 2000 Maniacs is almost a dark comedy. Yes, and I think that's why 2001 took it the direction that they did because they 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 saw those elements in it and were like we could really take this and turn it up to 11 and have something that that is marketable. And I think they did a great job at, at doing just that. Yeah, because like Blood Feast is not a funny movie. It's no, not supposed not to be. No. Uh Wizard of Gore is not supposed to be a funny movie. You know what I mean? But this one kind of is. At least I I, I take it that way. I wonder if that's intentional. Do you think that like it's just it's kind of like I don't mean to be offensive, but like do you think it's because like you know we we're we're kind of we're from the north and you know like that whole like stereotypical southern hillbilly thing? Um, is like that what is us? that the, is that like the fucking the the comedy that we're drawing from it, or is it just like was it intentional on on Herschel Gordon Lewis's part to make these scenes more lighthearted? Or, or have these elements like dude like the kid in the in the in the first one is funny as fuck the kid that throws the rock at the end that hits and stuff yeah, like that like, yeah like he's a he's a funny character so i have to kind of believe that maybe it was intentional but i really it's, it's kind of up in the air for me too i'm gonna 100 percent say that it was intentional because some of the things that the people say like are funny you know what I mean? Like they say funny things and they say lighthearted things. They're laughing and all that shit. And it's ridiculous on purpose. I'm going to go back to it again. The barrel. It's fucking, it's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like laying under this giant rock is ridiculous. I'm going to you know, actually now agree. I just looked at something that said, uh, I wanted to know where Herschel Gordon Lewis was originally born and like where he was from. And it's Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So that tells me he's from the North. And that the over-the-top southern antics, in his mind, are funny. It's 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 yeah. Those are put in there on purpose. I I agree with you now, hundred percent. Yeah, it, it's not like mean-spirited or anything. No, I don't it's just mean supposed that either. to be like these like goofy Confederate you know ghosts are wreaking right. havoc on these vacationers or you know these Yankees that are coming down for whatever reason. It's and, funny. And it is, it's lighthearted. It's, it's the blue collar fucking comedy tour of fucking these guys. Yeah, no, dude, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's like what that's it is. like, but it's that's like, exactly it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like Larry that's the, the Cable Guy. Yes. Yeah. It's it's definitely fucking lighthearted. It's definitely supposed to be. Nobody's really being made fun of. The it, it's all around like a very good movie when it comes to this genre from this time period. It's not supposed to be high art. It's not oh, yeah. supposed to be like an Alfred Hitchcock serious psychological horror film that like, oh, the, the way that the picture is on the wall slightly tilted means this. Like, it's not that yeah. fucking dumb shit. It's like just supposed to be a fun adult Escape. horror comedy. Yeah. 
and 2001 Maniacs is the same thing, but it's updated. I feel like it actually leans a little bit more towards the horror than 2000 Maniacs does. And that also comes with the time period that it's coming from. You know what I mean? Like you have to have some sort of uh, bait for people to, to watch your movie, especially the way that in the mid 2000s, these movies were released. Chances are you were seeing it on DVD. You were buying it or renting it still. Yeah, this didn't you know? even get a, a theatrical release. This was shown at like a, a film festival, like a horror film festival, and then it went right to DVD afterwards. I saw this in like 2007, I want to say, on DVD, which I'm yeah, sure was you, right after the release. So. You were going to buy this like at Best Buy for like fucking 10 bucks from I think there. It was remember? FYI or FYE or whatever the fuck it is. FYE, that's what the store is called. <laughs> remember when Best Buy had a really good horror DVD section? Media Play, too. Man, they both had like great, great sections. Those were the days when I actually had money to spend on things. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, everybody's like, oh, Suncoast and all this shit. Suncoast was in the mall. Like, I had a. It was hard to get to the mall. <laughs> Best Buy was right down the block. I could walk oh, across the street to that one. <laughs> so uh, anything nowhere. else? Anything else you want to say about these movies? I feel no, like we uh, set our piece, right? Yeah, these are both great movies. I, I think a fun watch would be, or a fun doubleheader would be these back-to-back. Check out 2000 Maniacs and follow it up with 2001. And, uh, you know, get your fucking uh, South Rise again on. I was just going to say, as Herschel Gordon Lewis would say, <laughs> or sing, sing, the yeah. South will rise again. <laughs> so I feel like uh, this, this week specifically just has to go out to our, to our good friend, Chase. What's, uh, what's, yeah. what's the Instagram handle? Gravespitter underscore, the most hillbilly hillbilly that we'll ever meet, right? Yeehaw. If, this if one's you, for you, big if, boy. <laughs> if you have five John Deere tractors in your garage, you know you've made it, right? Yeah. He'll fix them all. <laughs> Yeehaw! So let's head over to the video Dropbox. We're back in the video Dropbox, and we're going to be going to Texarkana Weekend next week with the 1986 sequel to the 1973, uh, I guess, another horror, horror. hillbilly horror, uh, what do I want to say, landmark film, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We will be watching The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. The buzz is back, baby. <laughs> the best tagline ever I absolutely love this movie another sequel that I think holds up compared to the original slightly different it's not as serious it's not I as like it. fucking psychological I will watch this movie over the original any day, day of the week all day let's, hell yeah dude let's, let's hit the trailer let's hit the trailer we'll uh, talk a little bit more about this Thirteen years ago, 
Audiences across America were horrified by the savagery of a faceless killer. In the wake of this bizarre rampage, he vanished. Now, after more than a decade of silence, he has come out of hiding. Chainsaw Massacre 2, The Buzz is back. Directed by Toby Hooper. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, possibly one of the best opening sequences of an 80s horror movie that I can think of. The whole, the two guys driving in the car, calling into Stretch on the radio and being attacked by Leatherface and fucking, uh, the hell's his name in this? Oh, Chop Top. Chop fucking Top. Bill Mosley so good i i love that sequence it sets the movie up you got crazy ass dennis hopper all drugged up going nuts right it's just over the top it's funny there's gore in it there's there's actually some serious gore in this movie Ray real gore. fucked up shit yeah not to mention i am absolutely in fucking love with caroline williams and her <laughs> stretch in this movie oh god yeah, we're gonna have fun next week yeah we're definitely gonna have a good good time talking about this one i've been to texas i've experienced the people i've eaten the barbecue let's do it man i'm excited this is gonna be a great episode i'm making chili just for next week now it's on i'll yeah i'll leave the teeth out (laughs) (laughs) all right so i think that just about wraps it up right for uh this week anthony will be back next week uh we'll see maybe we could get the fat hog back on jerry meehan Grizz, where can they find you on the internet? As always, you can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore Enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Go back, listen to our uh, past episodes. If you want to go all the way back, you can hear the whole gaggle of ghouls that we've Holy had on these uh, on this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's so funny, like, when we decide on the movies that we're going to do... We're up to episode 152, so it's like, hey, you want to do this movie? And it's like, wait. You got to go back and look. We, yeah, let me see. Did we, did we do that? I got to check my master list of, like, Scroll rendered files. through. We need yeah, an easier yeah. way to find this, I think. We need, like, a database. You just type it in and see if it's there. Yeah, I'll make a Google Doc, and I can just fucking type it up. But you know what? It's funny because you start, you start picking all these movies... And it's like, oh, man, we did, like, a lot of the good ones. And then you don't realize, like, there's so many left that we've never done. Yeah, I have so much shit here. You have so much shit. We're going to come at you with some real weird ones soon. Uh, We're we're ramping up for a a crazy summer, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think summer is about to get weird. I think think summer is the perfect time to do some weirder movies. And then we'll uh, we'll hit some blockbuster favorites for the, the Halloween season coming up. So... I love this time of year. This is gonna be this is gonna be perfect for us. And I think we're gonna try to do maybe a uh, recording at VHS Fest. I'm gonna bring oh my portable Lord. rig, get all the craziness. We'll record it in the middle of the night with our. Uh, I don't even know what the hell you want to call it. 
our, our gang of dildos. Yeah, <laughs> the whole troop will be there, and uh, all it would just be noises at that point if you try recording. <laughs> yeah, it's it gonna gets, it's gonna primal. be like the it's gonna be like the caveman dancing around the fire, right? Like Prometheus. <laughs> Pretty much how it gets at about two a.m. There. I'm gonna see if we could get Eric Stanzi to talk to us oh, about sure, yeah about Savage Harvest. Be like, hey, dude, we need to speak to you. Yeah, I got some questions. Uh, Maybe Asbestos Felt will uh, give us a give us a plug or some shit. Get a bumper from him. <laughs> he's the fucking man, dude. And I think he's probably who I'm most excited about meeting is Asbestos. He's so fucking I, awesome. I know you're a big fan, and yeah. I can't wait to uh, to see that interaction. All right, so <laughs> we, that's like your your secret dad, Asbestos yeah, Felt. If you, if you don't know who that like is. Fight. If, if you don't know who that is, go look him up. If you're a Tim Ritter fan, you probably know. But uh, it's it's going to be crazy. So we will see you next week with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2.